Good morning. This is KTA Radio. If you're watching right now, thank you so much. Go ahead and share this out. Let me know what you have going on this morning. It's Tuesday. That means we have Dr. Aaron Choppa in studio. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? Good morning to you, Guardy. It's great to be here as usual. I love KTA Radio. love everything that we're doing here and just, you know, just bringing uh, a fresh look into the world of health, wellness, and at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center, we always, always strive to be your number one health and wellness resource for everything that involves you being healthy without drugs and surgery. And it's just a honor to be here with you every week and just you know to bring something new for our people, our listeners that are tuning in live, that are on the stream live, or that are going back and re-listening to our podcast. So we just want to say thank you to everybody that does uh, go back and listen. Just remember to, to, to be in the orbit, like keep putting this information in your head. You'll be blown away how much it starts to sink in and how much it begins to um, change you and help you make one degree of change towards a better version of you. And I think that that's just, you know, an important part of the health and wellness journey is realize that the end is death, right? Like that's when it's, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, but it's the journey along the way. What do you want your life to look like after you've built it? You know, you've got to have some sort of foresight and insight to, um, apply information to help you live a better brighter tomorrow one thing you mentioned i want to reiterate if you are listening live thank you so much but you can always go back and search just live well on apple podcasts on spotify on anywhere that hosts and streams podcast platforms you can uh search just live well and listen to I mean, I, I need to go back and see how many are on there, but there's like, I mean, dozens, maybe a hundred different oh, episodes. Way has more, to be. Yes, yeah. it, we're definitely, uh, uh, it, there's there's enough hours there to keep you busy. And uh, and, and I, you know, I mentioned it before um, in a previous show that I even went back and listened to myself just to kind of see like, you know, if I have anything good to say, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Taking and, notes, you're like, yeah, just going like, to write that down. And, and, and I was, I was really <laughs> excited because... You know, at first I had to get past my hearing my own voice, right? And and but once I did, I, I was like, hey, this is this actually, you know, like if I was a new, I tried to put myself like as in the listening seat. Could, what could I apply? You know, I I do know all this stuff. I do practice a lot of this stuff. But is there anything that this guy's saying that would change me again one degree or edify? the path that I'm on, that I'm actually doing something worthwhile, even though the world around us is telling us eat junk food, processed food, garbage foods. I mean, people just don't realize that you open up a package that has a label on it. It probably isn't good for you. And I was talking to, you know, one of my nutrition coaches the other day and I was like, Hey, can I have a cheat meal? And, and, um, you know, everybody's at this really fancy, you know, Mexican food restaurant and man, it smelled good, looked good. And I'm over there. No, seriously, like I'm here. I'm, if you don't respond, I'm eating a fajita. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and then and, and and I was just waiting. I was like, when the meal shows up, it's either going down or it's not. You know, but he better he better hook me up. So and I had a feeling I knew what he was gonna say. And uh, and and sure enough, right as the meal shows up and it's sizzling, beautiful. I mean, chicken fajitas and guacamole and that butter sauce. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is gonna be good. I get the little ding. Yeah, that'll mess. That that's filled full of salts and you know stuff. And tonight's tonight's not the night for a cheat meal. And I'm like cranky. I'm like, why? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Why yeah. does it have to have all that extra salt? Because that's what people are gravitating to, right? They don't realize that 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 salt intake will change the water exchange in your cells and will potentially you know offset results that you're trying to get in in your mental productivity, in your hormonal balance, in your muscle development, if you're in the gym training, it'll change the way your body receives and leverages minerals that electrify your cells. And so because I'm actively guinea pigging right now and I'm making, I'm very, very strict on what I'm doing um, because I'm trying to get my, uh, some numbers that we're um, working on on some of our measuring devices to, to line up the way I want them to, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a good patient. You just got to tell me what to do. Right. And so I listened to him and, and he said, uh, no, not tonight. And so I had to make a choice. So I got to eat, you know, uh, watch, I got to eat air that moment and, uh, watch my family indulge and enjoy, uh, some of the delightful, juicy chicken fajitas. And, and I go, you know what? I know I got a solution to this at the end of the week. 
you know, because I already did my my measurements and my weigh-ins and all that stuff that I was doing um, this past week before I did that, before I saw that meal. And I was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to go to the fridge. I'm going to pull out a flank steak. And I'm going to get it marinated up right with no salt. And I'm going to make my own fajitas. I'm going to be chapasitas. Mm, that sounds you know? good. Chapasitas has got it. You yeah. Know? And uh, <laughs> and so we're going to marinate that stuff up, and we're going to have our own beef fajitas. I don't, have to, I don't have to worry about the bird. I'm going to go straight to the cow. Let me, let me tell you, this is something that I learned on the Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center podcast. Again, if you just search Just Live Well, you can learn stuff like this as well. But it's your life. It's your health. It's your choice. It is. And how do you want your life to look after you've built it? So you can have, and you could have, you know, all that salt. What would it have done to your body the next two days, three days? That's right. It's the consequences. And that's right. And so if you're, if you have intention, so and that's what uh, where I'm at is I'm just living very intentionally with every food choice I make, and I don't always live that strict, but I mean right now this is the season where that is important to me, and so I'm working down that road. But what if you had high blood pressure, right? And you don't realize that every restaurant cooks with astronomical amounts of salts. And a lot of the stuff that we buy that has like um, that it says low salt, they have other salt forms. It's a different kind of salt, and yeah. and it somehow doesn't have to go on that nutri- that that fax label the same way, and therefore they can get away with it saying low salt, and and it's very interesting. The same goes with like sugars. So like mm-hmm. when you look at agave nectar for example people like oh this is the diabetic sugar of choice because it is got it's lower glycemic you know they'll sell it like in advertising and marketing really is what drives us to make food choices a lot of times and people spend millions and millions and millions of dollars to get you to buy their product but what ha- but that th- you don't realize in something like high fructose corn um, sorry in uh, agave nectar is that it's 55% fructose and 45% glucose, which it is therefore technically low glycemic because it's not 50-50 fructose glucose. Um, And so when you break it down, it fits their marketing model so they can sell it to the diabetic population. But what happens is when we use too much high fructose corn syrup or fruit sugar or fructose that that is 55% made up in agave, Mm-hmm. It stresses out a person's liver. So now now we live in a country where people are having problems sleeping at night. That's a liver glitch oftentimes. Or they snore a lot. That's a liver glitch. Or they have rashes, hives. I had a lady come in this week just filled full of hives. Every time she turns around, she can literally scratch her boyfriend's name on her skin, and it will stay there for 35 minutes as clear as crystal. She'll get out of a hot shower, and it's just covered in hives. That's a liver glitch. We have so many people that are reaching to the wrong sources of fuel that actually stress the body out, but it's marketed in such a way that it's good for you, and people just aren't the wise, wiser. And that's what we're trying to do is to bring awareness and wisdom to the table whenever you're making food choices so that you're not just indulging in anything every and, and everything all the time. You know when it's the appropriate cheating time and know when it's the appro- appropriate um, restraining time. You, no. were, you were mentioning that restaurants use a lot of salt, over salt. What happens if you indulge in that even regularly? Um, what's the what's the downside of, of uh, you know eating all that? Salt? Yeah, so your body's gonna it's gonna change your intracellular and extracellular water, and what that basically does that that exchange will uh, offset your mineral capacity. So now your cells aren't as electrically active, which means they don't communicate with their neighboring cell as well as they could. So your brain says, "Hey, leg, I need you to move," and the leg is stutters and it doesn't move effectively, and you twist an ankle. So, or, or maybe you get Charlie horses and cramps now, or maybe your blood pressure spikes up, or maybe you're just bloated. Like you just feel like swollen. Your rings don't fit anymore. And that doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but there is a biochemical stress put on your kidneys. For example, uh, there is a stress now of toxins not being able to be removed out of the body as effectively. And so now it backs up into our lymph system and it backs up into the fat cells. It backs up into our lungs or our secondary channels. And your body's working extra hard to manage that one cheat meal that was loaded with all that extra stuff that shouldn't have necessarily been there. But, you know, it is. And, and 
And so we have to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, you know. And so uh, I'm not saying you can't ever cheat or indulge or go out and get into that stuff. But you do need to know that if you have any symptom that you weren't genetically born with, you've got to pay attention to the to the food sources or the fuel, uh, water sources or liquid sources that you're putting into your body because if you're putting in things that are laced with sugar, artificial sugars, or they're laced with processed preservatives or um, or these extra salts, the, these things can cause cellular decline and that cell begins to degenerate. And if you don't get regeneration to happen faster than degeneration, you'll start seeing other aspects of symptoms start propping up, cropping up. And as the symptom patterns start evolving and getting more and more um, robust, it sooner or later, if those are what we call the check engine lights. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and those are also the easy things to fix. Like in the beginning, disease is very, very easy to fix, just hard to re- recognize. It doesn't have a name yet. It's like a small weed. But if you let that fester long enough, it will turn into a condition, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, it'll, you know, some sort of eczemous rash, uh, it'll turn into allergies or sinus colds or ear aches, or it'll start percolating into something more advanced than it should have been. So now in the end, we say disease is easy to see and recognize and call it something, but harder to fix because now it's rooted. And so People develop what I call the case of the suddenlies, you know, so they think that those those simple allergies that they have every seasonal change or every six months or every year is just, uh, I've always had allergies, Dr. Chop, it's not that big of a deal. No, 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 you weren't born like that. You have done something to stress the body biochemically and it can't handle changes in the weather. So that's an indicator that we can make change in and, and fix things that you develop. And so if you have symptom patterns that you weren't genetically born with, we want to remind you that anything your body can develop, it can also what? Undevelop. It can undevelop, and that's exciting. So no matter what your health issue is today, how many medications you're on, I've seen it all, up to 28 and a half medications, uh, over 12 different diagnosed conditions, all in one body, and in six months, had it down to less than eight, and the person literally reversed more than 75% of their symptom patterns. Hiking in New Hampshire, this was an elderly lady that only came in wanting to just sew again, needle and thread. And um, But yet, here we are, we took her beyond that. We had her to that in 30 days and hiking in New Hampshire with her grandkids, you know, inside of six months, cutting down medications down 20. And, and that's it's just phenomenal, the power. I got a message this morning about how, uh, you know, a patient was having, uh, their, their kid was having ADD symptoms and ADHD symptoms and allergies. And they were just having all kinds of issues, like it's seemingly like underdevelopment was happening in the, in the, in the teenager. And, you know, under 90, inside of 90 days working with, uh, uh, Jennifer Withy, she was able to help the person assess their problem, find that underlying stone that nobody else had been able to turn over and help feed and nourish that person's cells back to a point where now we just, we switched in and they said that normally the summer colds always are prevalent allergies in the uh, in this time of, of change is always you know rampant and they and, and the kids doing great I mean and, and the uh, parents are just ecstatic uh, and and we see that often and when and we just kind of celebrate it as a team because we have a you know group text that we talk about you know some of these things going on in the office and we want our staff to know and we want all of you guys to know that like we're excited about miracles like that as patients should be so we want to share that amongst ourselves because you know sometimes we can get caught in just the day-to-day well i don't want people to get caught in the day-to-day i want people to like recognize that these are small miracles that are oftentimes big miracles to the people going through this stuff and and people don't realize that little change over time can make massive shifts in who they are tomorrow, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And I want people to always be thinking, who do I want to be health-wise five years from now, you know, 10 years from now? And and that way they're not letting the case of the suddenly sneak up and grab them. They're not letting um, 
symptom patterns go unnoticed. They're paying attention to everything. And I'm still shocked at the number of people that walk in that just aren't paying attention to the fact that their tongue is coated full of yeast and that they've got, um, you know, they see spots and floaters in their eyes and they don't think nothing of it or they have twitching in their eyelids or they have, you know, twitchy muscles or achy muscles and they don't realize that those are all symptoms of mineral toxins, uh, mineral um, deficiencies or potential excess toxins that, that we can get rid of. Is everybody dealing with something? I would say so. I mean, yeah. the bo- the human body, I mean, we we live in a broken body, right? right. And so um, in, in the Garden of Eden, no, I don't think anybody <laughs> had an issue. But since then. But since then, <laughs> you know, and since we, we are all definitely west of Eden at this point, uh, a good distance, um, we are uh, definitely de- or, uh, or aging faster than uh, we should be. And we are so disconnected with food. We are so disconnected with like how our bodies should age because so often we're seeing, you know, Western medicine teach patients that, well, that's what happens in your 40s. That's what happens in your 50s. That's what happens in your 60s. And nobody's teaching people how to go through the seasons of life. You know, nobody teaches the grieving widow how to go through widow the, the the widow season you know uh, nobody uh, helps nobody teaches that there's solutions to the tragedies of life whenever you know a, a child say dies under mom and dad's you know still reign you know they're they're and they have to they have to move on from that and and it's just well you just got to give it time like time is always the answer of the medicine and and that's true time is a great healer but I think t- too often we can we can help the person move through the processes of life and the the, the grieving state in this case um, more effectively under care. And so we're always interested in helping people navigate the seasons. So whatever season of life you're in, there is it's it's okay because there's an answer. There's something you can do, whether you support. We talked about another time about how powerful the endocrine system is uh, and making sure that that system is robust and, and, and working effectively and efficiently. Um, maybe it's doing 42 days a year of detox that helps to reprogram, reset your blood sugar pathways, your liver you know, uh, buildup pathways so that you're changing your quote-unquote metaphoric oil regularly every six months. And, and so we have practices that we have built into Living Well's plan in order to help people navigate the, the, the stuff of life. Because we are all in a degenerating earth suit, but that's no reason to just let life happen to us. We want to make sure that you're assessing your body in a healthy way. And that's why we encourage people to come in, because we can help you see stresses, whether emotional, whether real or imagined. We can help you see biochemical stresses from exposure. Here we are in the summertime. People don't realize it, but they're getting exposed to chlorine a lot more than normal because they're sweat swimming around in chlorine pools, right? And um, and people don't realize that that adds up. And those little bioaccumulated uh, exposures will kick you in the pants over time, especially if you lack B vitamins, lack minerals, or you lack some of the gene, you know, the effective gene code to help detox effectively. So you have to be, that person needs to be more aggressive in how they go into a toxic season. Or what if your job exposes you to chemicals on the day today, and you're okay day one, but man, by the fifth you know, uh, year or the tenth year, or the twenty years that you serve in that you know industry, you're now you know accumulated with all kinds of stuff, and you think, well, who cares? I mean, that's just what I have to do, right? But you don't want to get into your sixties, seventies, and eighties, and then start working on it because oftentimes what has happened by then, it's not that it's too late. It's just now you've got an oak tree to work on instead of a weed. And whenever it comes to ails, symptoms, people want it to be an easy fix. And there's no way to to take 60 years of abuse and fix it in a week or two weeks or 90 days. It's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. You always hear the analogy about the, and, and we share this a lot too, planting the oak tree, Yep. you know, 30 years ago. And hopefully right now, you know, those are good habits or 30 years ago, those are good habits. But if they're not, then that's still an oak tree that's going to take time. You got to take off a branch here and there and, and peel away to get, you know, the good. And and I think 
you know, some people think, well, I, Dr. Trump, I'm, I'm doing all the right things. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm eating well and I'm, I'm drinking plenty of water. I'm taking some vitamins and doing this thing and this, that, and the other. But what they don't realize is sometimes, what if you're not doing the right thing? You know what I mean? Like, what if there's something more we could do? And um, if you do the wrong thing over and over and over again, you, you still get a, the wrong result, right? Mm -hmm. But what if you do, what if you came in and we were able just to hear your story and say, oh, okay, it sounds like you got, you know, 60% of everything right and working. What if we tweak this, this, and that, and now you're at 80% or 85%, you know, improved um, lifestyle modifications, and it gives you a little extra gear out of your day, mentally, emotionally, energetically, spiritually, you know, where you can give to your kids, give to your spouse. And and so that is the things that we're looking to for those patients that are already doing, quote unquote, everything right. I had a veterinarian that I love and trust come to my uh, house and assess my dogs. And um, I knew I was going to get a good report. I didn't have any doubt in my mind. Because I know what I feed them, and I know what I supplement with them, and I know what they're doing activity-wise. And, I mean, I'm looking for the signs. But did you – I mean, although they got a grade A report, um, they did have a few little problems. And, and so I can now go, hey, I sought the expert to help me see what my eye hasn't been trained to see in, in the animal, right? Well, at Living Well, like, we have trained our eyes and our ears and our – you know, empathetic skill sets to hear the and, and hear what isn't being said and to see what isn't being to, um, you know written out, uh, kind of reading between the lines to help people navigate pitfalls and hurdles before they actually get there. You know, and so like just like when we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding, and all our ways acknowledge the Lord. He's always shedding light on our path, right? That's what we pray for. And and so we're I'm trusting experts and people are trusting us in order to help them see what they don't know to even look for. You know, knowing you, I feel like you trust the experts, but then you still do your own research. Oh yes. Trust but verify. For trust sure. and verify. Yeah, and I ask a lot of questions and and I, you know, have to appreciate that not even some of the experts, for example, don't we're not going to agree, right? I mean, that's okay. Um, I mean, because what I have learned working with enough patients is that patients uh, or uh, experts get dogmatic in their thinking patterns. And a lot of times they get so specialized, they can't see that they have blind spots. They think whatever it is that they're, you know, that's why the old joke is, an, you know, a good surgeon, only tool in his tool bag is a knife, you know. And, and I don't want just to have one tool in my tool bag i want i want as many tools as i need to pull out whenever life happens to me so if it's you know 12:30 a.m. on a friday night and i can't get a hold of anybody to help me with my kid with a fever i want to have i want to know that that i there is a tool i want to have the tool and i want to know how to apply the tool and the only way that happens is through good coaching and that's why we want people to tune in that's why we want people to revisit web our, our podcast because i'm telling you there are things that i wish i could just teach and tell every patient but the reality is is man if you had a if i could like this is a cool nugget right if you go out to eat and i would have had that cheat meal this past week I would have definitely taken enzymes and uh, stomach acid support, which is, you know, we always have on us when we are out and about. Um, it's in, you know, hidden in my wife's purse, you know, so like I always kind of like just keep stuff there just in case I find myself in a predicament. And, um, but, you know, it, people don't always remember to do something they don't do all the time, right? And if they're not being truly, truly intentional about, Everything that they're doing, especially when it comes to fueling this earth suit and making it perform at its best all the time as often as possible, then they might forget to drop the enzymes and the acids, uh, the stomach acid support down whenever they have a cheat meal, you know, because it's not routine. And so they're, they're, that would be like, okay, I know there was a tool, but I forgot to use the tool. And now I got three days of suffering because I ate something I shouldn't have eaten, and it's going to take three days to break loose and get out and and that's unfortunate or 
what I always say, when in doubt, Congaplex it out. Like if you got a fever, you got congestion, you got you know sore throat, you feel like something's coming on, itchiness or whatever, you go straight to Congaplex until proven otherwise because it's such a supportive uh, immune booster for brain to immune communication, for T cell production and upregulation, for gut restoration and protection, and just raw building blocks for your immunity to be strong through calcium and magnesium. And that one product does all those things. So we try to build easy to think through process protocols whenever people are, you know, working the the world around them, going to this party, this event. They're going out and they are unprepared and they have to eat um, something. And in this case, they eat the, the something that happened to inflame them. Now they've got tools, right? Um, and so it's always a learning experience. And you have to just start implementing these tools often enough and appreciate that even if you don't currently have, say, major symptom patterns, which you probably do if you assess it, but um, if you even if you don't, your body could still benefit from the use of good tools in certain uh, times of life, whether it's liver support, detox support, immune support, digestive support. So I just kind of get excited because I want to teach all this stuff to everybody to use all the time. And yet, you know, it's I always just find that oh, well, they just forgot because they don't do they don't use the pro, the the thinking often enough. Yeah, if you're normally a good di- uh, you know on a good diet and strong, and then it's like that one meal you don't oh, think I about forgot. it. Yeah, I should have had this stuff, or maybe you even had it on you, but you're just not in that their routine of taking it. So you know, it's 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 always process. It's always those are the type of um, the little nuggets that. I would love for everybody to have and to grasp hold of, and they just have to. Rem- and we try to teach those every month in our classes. We teach small protocols to help people navigate, um, you know, w- the topic at hand. So you know, this this month we're talking about, and I think it's this Tuesday at six thirty at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center in League City. You can call two eight one five five four eight six zero zero. Get some more details. So that's today. Uh, that is uh, yes, and tonight, and we are going to be working um, you through the sleep cycles mm. of life and how important it is. Um, and you will hear me say on the podcast, and you'll hear me say it in, during clinical visits, that you can't outrun a bad diet. It'll catch up to you sooner or later. You cannot outrun stress. I mean, the stress monster's real, and it will rob you of all kinds of healthy hormone patterns. It'll rob you of of, of healthy sex hormone development and healthy aging practices. It'll rob you of a, a multitude of things. But good luck if you try to outrun sleep, a bad night of sleep. You can't. And Healthy resting periods for the for the athlete is important for muscle recovery and regeneration. Uh, it's very important for the day to day human. So if you breathe air and eat water and have bodily functions flowing and moving healthily, yay. Um, what we know is uh, that you have to get between six and eight hours of sleep every night. And people go, oh, I can, I can survive on four. Yes, that's true. You can always survive. It's amazing how abusive we can be to this vessel and it still perform. But that is not ideal. You cannot, will not ever, sooner or later it'll catch you, try to you know, beat the no sleep game. You know, and as much fun as to think that we don't need sleep, they have done time and time tested science around the idea that sleep is one of the most important regenerative facets for health and wellness to evolve uh, a person forward in a good way. If you don't get enough sleep regularly, will that do long term? Like I think about I was like 20 years old and I'd be like, I just need five hours of sleep. I'm going to hang out with my friends. I'm going to five hours, get up, go to work, go to school, whatever I need to do. I'm live, good. live on live on caffeine and rocket fuel. Exactly. And Not I, even I, back then I was and I didn't need it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So even so. Yeah. So and it's amazing because you had so many extra stem cells and you were and you had youth really on your side, you were able to beat your body up a little bit more aggressively and recover relatively better than say somebody 10 years or 25 years older than you right but as you get older you start realizing how valuable routines and 
patterns are around uh, sleeping hygiene, right? And and so they're the 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 rest cycle they they know that it's somewhere between six and eight hours. Uh, there's an it's an hour and a half sleep cycle is what we have found to be the normal. Um, phases of sleep. So as you go through all the uh, phases of sleep, your body is releasing growth hormone for regeneration repair. It's detoxifying via the liver and the cells. It is uh, allowing your body to um, basically repair things that were broken yesterday and to clean things that were clogged up or toxic from yesterday. And uh, because there's no such thing as the perfect day you're going to be exposed to something and your body is always generating waste anyway and so your body just needs that time to regenerate your liver's most active in the sleeping hours 1 to 3 a.m. is when it's most active and so you want to support the body so if you notoriously go to bed and you wake up and 30 minutes hour two hours later hotter than a pistol and you're like oh, kicking covers off that's your liver under fire. It is struggling to deal with the workload that it is that has been put upon it. That's a that's a check engine light of excess toxicity. So that means that if you started supporting the liver through the day and into the night, you'll see that body temperature regulate out. So when women have night sweats, they always blame it on hormones and sure it could be, but it's really an underlying liver congestion issue. So we clean the liver. It takes pressure and stress off the hormones, and all of a sudden, the person doesn't have, quote-unquote, the night sweats. And they go, but I've, I've, I've done one detox. Why isn't it better? Well, I mean, you, you maybe have a 25-year or a 30-year smoking history, or maybe you have 5, 10 years of alcohol. Maybe you have, uh, um, you know, maybe an excess, right? Or, and, and the problem is, is what is excess? I mean, who's really the judge, right? I mean, obviously, observably getting soused is, is excess, right? But what if, you know, one beverage of alcohol to one person is equivalent to six to another? I mean, who really knows? And that's all determinant on how well your cells communicate and can excrete excess filth and funk trash out of the, its way so that it can perform well. That comes down to your mineral status. That comes down to your central fatty acid load, how many resources of vitamins do you have in, in your wheelhouse, and, and time in the sleep cycle to give to those processes so that your body is rested and restored and ready for the next day. And so what happens is over time, you miss an hour here, miss an hour there, miss an hour there. They have proven that you cannot make up for sleep deprivation on a weekend, you know. And, um, I mean, it is possible, but most of us don't have the luxury of true catching up, right? A Saturday morning, the kids are going to wake us up anyway, and they're going to wake us up abruptly, right? They're going to jump on you. They're going to uh, make loud noises. The, you try to sleep in, but you don't have your room set up as the cave. So light comes in. The light wakes you up. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's like you're not ever really getting good quality rest. But um, we have had patients that were so chronically fatigued that we they anxious fatigued mental clarity that would crash by 10 a.m. these these folks uh, in one particular case I'm just thinking about right now she had the luxury of leaving her um, her husband to do all the home duties he was in, in favor of this um, and they take care of the kids and manage the house and I mean he stepped up to the plate big time uh, he gets a Father's Day award you know good for him this past weekend um, and uh, she went to her parents and she slept in the first week that she slept um, she was sleeping anywhere from 15 to 19 hours a day that's a lot it's a lot of sleep <laughs> that's the day yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah it's the day yeah. and and what was wild she said it was like I, the first couple days, she goes, I, it was like it wasn't enough. I still felt exhausted. And, um, and I was like, whew. But while she was having that opportunity, we were supplementing her heavily 
get her B vitamins up, her essential fatty acids up, her selenium or zinc or calcium, magnesium, iodine, getting everything up as fast as humanly possible. We were like doing CPR, if you will, on her endocrine system and putting nutrients in galore. We're making sure she was eating um, as much as we could during her waking hours. So she was definitely doing some level of intermittent fasting because her body um, mm -hmm. was asleep, you know, and she had the opportunity. I mean, it was very severe. Um, but at, towards the end of the first week and the beginning of the second week, she found that she wasn't at the 15, 18 hour mark anymore. It was below 15 hours. It was between, you know, 12 and 15. And then through into the second week, getting closer to the third week, it dropped down to nine to 12 hours. And she was feeling more alive and rested. She was, in a sense, catching up. So it is possible, right? It's just not, I mean, who's got 18 hours that they can do nothing and do it well <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. and uh, and that and this is an extreme case and and but when you go to sleep most of us go to sleep i i have found this to, for myself to be true if i have a meal and i'm and i'm talking egg whites for example and maybe um a piece of ezekiel bread you know so we're we're looking at m maybe uh 18 grams of protein and 15 to 20 grams of carbohydrate before bed, you know, like in, within, let's say within 45 minutes to an hour of bedtime for me, I'll wake up the next morning, um, with a little bit of a headache. It's like it, it, it's like I robbed something from happening in my body and I did. And so what we've learned about sleep is that you want to give yourself a two to three hour window with no food before you turn in. Because your brain needs to get a bath. Just like you like going to bed clean, your brain cleans itself up before it goes into a heavy, hard detox. And in that first two to three hours of sleep is when the brain's getting its bath. And so if your blood is all in your digestive tract trying to digest whatever meal you just packed in there, then you're going you're gonna to miss some of your bathing, your brain bathing experience. And we don't, I mean, I can just picture the brain up there just like scrubbing its, you know, little grooves and armpits and, uh, you know, doing, like th you know, because why not? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it's got legs and arms, right? You know, they've drawn, I've seen homunculuses before. Do y'all even know what a homunculus is? It sounds big. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's a homunculus in the ear, on the brain, on the feet, and the hands. They're representative of body parts and organ systems that can be tapped into through acupuncture points. And there's certain parts of the brain that, that will correlate to different parts of our body. And, and so that, they call that a homunculus. It's kind of a cool word. That's the word of the day. Humunculus. Yes, homunculus. I'm going to write that down. And, um, but the, the brain's got to get a bath. So if you pack a bunch of food in before bed, so sometimes a midnight snack can be okay, especially if you've got blood sugar issues and you can't make it through the night because you're waking up staring at the ceiling wondering, why am I awake? That could be a blood sugar crash and your cortisol levels shifted and whoop, up goes the blood sugar and you, you pop up like a Pop-Tart, but it's... 2.30, it's 3.30 a.m., and you're thinking to yourself, man, I still got like three or four hours, and I can't go back to sleep. This is frustrating, and this is happening night after night. This is in, you know, indicators that either the liver's not detoxing well or the adrenals are so tapped out or your blood sugar's so wonky that you can't even make it eight hours without a meal, right? So you think of breakfast, I mean, it's break the fast, breakfast, and, and that's why it's such an important thing that we integrate into our morning routine is breaking that fast in a healthy way. But you don't necessarily need to eat a big old meal right before you try to turn in. Or you might find yourself tossing, turning, waking up headachy, congested, not feeling your best in the morning, more tired in the morning than when you woke up because you didn't give the lifestyle practice, the hygiene, brushing your teeth, if you will, the liver's ability to clean itself, to work its processes because it had to divide and conquer. It had to go do digestion and detox. And that's, that's what we have to start appreciating is that the body has processes that it wants to follow. And if it gets to follow those processes, you sleep deep, feel great, life goes on hunky-dory and you're on down the line. If you don't follow those life processes and those processes don't f complete efe efficiently, then you start having little symptoms pop up, crop up, and that you go, 
that was uh, you might even think it's you might think it's just normal oh okay it's i haven't had a headache in a long time but i could i guess i'm due for one no 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 your body doesn't do that to you it's not like your body's punishing you thinking you've had too many good days we're going to go ahead and sabotage you you know it, there's something that happened something that you did to drive your body to manifest a symptom like that and and so we always want people to be paying attention to the tales of time like what is the body doing that we need to pay attention to in order to maximize health and rest and and through or health through rest and so taking a rest day where you just don't go to the gym good idea uh, to let those muscles recover making sure that your recovery is being supplemented with good quality magnesium calcium zinc all your multi minerals I use the mineral force or magnesium lactate or Heck, we've got so many different mineral products in the office, uh, whether they're liquids or tablets or, or um, capsules for people's different swallowing mechanisms because everybody's got a challenge in that department, you know, how we get administer this stuff. We we try to circumvent all the reasons that people can't do it so that they have reasons and education to do what is needed to make sure that the body can function optimally. Mm-hmm. And so, go ahead. Yeah, there's just a lot that goes into that. Because you think about, we talk a lot about nutrition, and that's a big part. But then you can't outrun a bad diet, but you can't, you can do all the stuff right. But if you're not getting the right amount of sleep, your body just doesn't have time to recover, rebuild. The brain bath is something new. I drew a brain over here. Just thinking about <laughs> does, it. Getting does, shower, it yeah. does yours have uh, arms and legs on Yeah, yeah because. <laughs> I'm proud of you. So, I mean, it, and it is interesting. Like, I think that we think that, hey, I'm tired. I should just be able to fall asleep. And then you go crawl in bed and then you're like tossing and turning. Your mind is racing. You can't, your your muscles muscles are aching and you're feeling like something's off and you're going, what? I, I was really tired yeah. when I crawled into this, you know, bed. Um, what's going on? And those are, again, check engine lights that you don't have the nutritional density to navigate the dials into a sleep state like your body doesn't just turn off like a light switch it goes through processes it turns down this and upregulates this and modifies this and it uses nutri- nutrients galore vitamins minerals minerals essential fatty acids to make sure that everything's in place it's like if you don't have the proper ingredients to to build your cake your cookies or your recipe guess what your recipe isn't complete you know, you're not going to get the end desired result. And so to sleep, there is a recipe to follow. And some of those practices could be as simple as turning your cell phone off earlier in the evening. You know, instead of letting your house be lit up like Fort Knox all the way to 1030, <laughs> yeah. let's turn the lights down. You know, let's turn the volume down. Let's turn the TVs off. Let's get people reading books again. I'm not necessarily saying we need to go back to candlelight, but that might be a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, but the because what happens is all the artificial lights that we're exposed to in our homes, those things stimulate our cells to stay awake. And that's why people can stay up so late. When they look at the light on their, on their screens, it can stimulate your brain to stay engaged. You know, have you ever wondered and this is not a TV, but it is a TV, essentially. And and so they would always call it a, you know, a program guide. You know, so your, your TV's always been designed to program us, you know. Uh, and, and briefly, we'll come back to our regular scheduled program, program, right? We're programming people to do certain things. The 10 o'clock nightly news, don't miss it, you know. And so people always, oh, oh, I got to stay up for the... 10 o'clock nightly news. So we're programming people to stay up to catch the latest and greatest in, you know, garbage media a lot of times. And so the same goes with our, you know, our YouTube features or our our social media plugs or whatever that we're watching or paying attention to. These things are designed to keep us engaged. And whenever you're in the night light hour and the blue light coming out from these things and then the type of stuff, content you're watching will keep those dials in the wake positions and things aren't going into the shutoff position and now you're it's you're you're missing out on two good quality of hours of deep sleep and they say that you get more quality sleep in the first three to four hours of your um of your rest cycle than you do on the back you know 
two to four hours, you know, um, and I think that's interesting. So if you think of like in the farmer days, they would always go to bed when? when I'm not sure. When, <laughs> the, when the sun would go down. Okay. Right? Because they didn't have all the They got to beat the, the sun up. Yeah. That's right. And then they would, then they would be up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed because they got more than, you know, but they probably got between eight and, uh, you know, nine and a half hours of sleep because they were very labor-intensive, so their body needed more regeneration power to repair and remodel the musculature that they were using to till the land and to get beat up by the sun and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just don't appreciate like history fully to 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 kind of put ourselves in those boats. And so but your body depending on your job status, you if you're in a very labor intensive job, you may find yourself needing more sleep than somebody that you know, doesn't get beat up by the sun or uh, does heavy lifting all day, every day. There's a, a feature on my phone, it, it, I think it asked me if I wanted to turn it on, where it's like, hey, after 9 p.m., it'll do a shift and take some of the colors out, like a nighttime shift. And I don't know if it actually works or not, but I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead and do it. I guess it takes some of those, if you if it's the blue lights or whatever it is, a little bit out. Yeah, and, and, and those are all, I think, neat. It's interesting, right, when, when the cell phone has those features built into it you almost have to wonder like why would they have an auto programmable app built into the phone in order to do stuff like that because somebody somewhere already knows this to be true and this is like very well known this isn't new like you know to living well clinical nutrition center bringing you the your, breaking news your breaking like, news yeah. like i mean i wish but it's not um this is very well documented and and then the whole business of eating a midnight snack before bed is not always the best idea. Sometimes we do. Some, I mean, I have been, you know, I've had people eat turkey before bed, a little piece of chicken before bed, um, in order to try to stabilize their blood sugar through the night when I know they have problems waking up in the middle of the night to stare at the ceiling and they can't figure out why. That is a blood sugar glitch more often than not. If you wake up to pee and then you go right back to sleep, that's your liver crying out to your kidneys and maybe whining a little bit, saying, hey, what? I can't do my job tonight. Can you help me? And the kidneys say, oh, I guess we'll step up to the plate and help you again. You know. But night after night, after night after night, month after month, what winds up happening is that disruption doesn't allow your body to maximize growth hormone production regeneration repair aka graceful aging and so there are things we can do we would come in and start supporting the liver we might use uh, one of our favorite liver force or af beta food and we clean the liver we purge the liver we push the liver to do a better job or we might even just use things like uh, minerals to calm the mind and calm the body so that the body can shift into some of those nighttime cycles easier so that people aren't having to, they actually feel more tired even on top of their already normal, you know, moderately tired. So we can like push their body into a sleep cycle because now we've got nutritional density from the day's supplementation or the day's diet, allowing blood sugar pathways to to, to move into the right position and allow the minerals, vitamins, and essential fatty acids to move in the right position for the person to just to naturally start finding a bedtime. What would you use to do to do that? So we use we have something called Sleep Force, and we have something called Tranquinol, and simply maybe even Mintran, something like just calcium, magnesium. Uh, very rarely do we ever have to use things like melatonin. Not that melatonin is a bad thing, but I just always find it very interesting to try to use the basics: vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids first, in order to see if I can get somebody to go into a sleep state with just the bare bones basics. And I find that whenever we do that for people, uh, it, it helps the person realize that it's not like hard to just get the chemistry right. You know, the science of health and wellness, like on a sign right now, it says, you know, let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. We, we want people to realize that what they eat day in and day out matters. So if we can get them eating healthy breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks in between, their blood sugar is going to be nice and stable. And or if we have somebody on a specialty diet, you know, we're trying to decrease inflammation from the four deadly food additives or the four food allergens. We are going to help you pick the path to go down so that whenever you get to 
your rest cycle uh, of the time of day, your body is rocking and ready for sleep. And, uh, and your body just drifts away peaceably into a deep sleep state, and your brain gets its bath. Your brain does all of its filing so that you remember all the cool stuff you learned yesterday, and life goes on, you know? Yes. What if somebody is used to using sleeping pills or melatonin or other things besides the vitamins and minerals to, to try and force themselves to go to sleep? Yeah, so in those in those cases, what we're looking at is uh, coming in and supporting that endocrine axis, the liver, and their digestive inflammatory burdens through the day. And then we start, I've had some people as early as 4.30 in the afternoon had to start winding them down because we would do tests on them and their cortisol levels were through the roof in the evening time, which means their blood sugar is going to be higher, their adrenals are getting rock, you know, pumped up and and pushing harder than they should. And um, we'll we'll start winding a person down earlier in the day using minerals. and um, or, or I've even had people take sleep force at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, then another dose at 7 o'clock in the evening, and then even 9 o'clock before quote-unquote bed in hopes that we can get them to like finally hit that wall at 10 o'clock instead of 2 o'clock, right? I mean, because that's what happens. I mean, sometimes people are so jacked from their day for whatever reason that if they had a bad day it makes it even worse but if even if it's just a normal day they are so out of this world um, high on life that we gotta we have to manually pull them down and that's why they're taking the pills but they have done studies after study on the sleeping aids and the sleeping aids don't actually give us but about 10 to 15 possible good hours I mean uh, 10 to 15 good minutes of sleep oftentimes people notice nothing and so what do we do when that happens well that means that it's not a brain issue it's elsewhere in the body and so trying to turn the brain off with a drug a suppressant so to speak is the wrong methodology we have to listen to the body and say hey obviously this therapy is not working what other therapies are out there can we do you know is it a lifestyle thing i could do i had to get a big old long ladder to go put you know little uh, two or three pieces of electrical tape over that little red light or that green light on my uh, smoke detector on my ceiling i had to you know go put uh, you know a little something or other over some other little light because i had this little air uh, air cleaning filtration system in my room but it 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 has a uv light in it so i had to um, shield it in such a way so that I don't see that blue light, you know, because sometimes the melanocytes in your skin see stuff and it whoop, pops up. And so uh, we have to just recognize that our bodies are, are they, they're magnificently amazing, but they're, but as amazing as they are, I think that there, there's the little idiosyncrasies that we, if we learn to pay attention to, and we can start creating a space for good sleep. I mean, I think a good quality bed worth investing in. You know, you're going to spend a third of your life in bed. Make sure that you have a bed. And people ask me all the time, "How do you pick a bed, Dr. Chapa? You know how I pick a bed, Guardy? I'm, let me guess. You just go jump and lay on it and see which one you like the best. Nope. Oh man, it has to have a <laughs> 60 minimum day return policy because I can't figure out in one night, two nights, try it. if yeah. I like it. You know what I mean? And so if it's got a 60-day, you know, try period, I can I know in that time frame. I'll know in a week, really, you know, if I'm sleeping better. Um, I think the pillow you pick, that, the pillow you pick, I hate pillows because they're expensive, and the only way to figure those out is to try them. You know, I don't like being propped up too high. I want to be more flat so I can, you know, lay on my back. Or, and, um, and so I don't l- like big you know, pillows. Is it different for everybody though? I, it's totally different yeah, for just... everybody. And that's why people say, well, which pillow do you recommend? I don't really have a good recommendation because I'm all about contour and I'm all about ergonomics. Trust me. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, if, you know, I sleep better on this flat pillow and I'm getting that deep sleep and I wake up refreshed, rocking and rolling, ready to hit the day the next morning, dude, the, the flat, non-contour pillow outperform the contoured pillow you know what i mean and so it, it's listening to those this is where we start listening to the body but then we'd come in with some I, it, I have had busy weeks and months where and it was like 
uh, you know, even recently, and it, it was kind of freaking me out a little bit because I was like, what am I not doing? I mean, I'm taking all my minerals. I'm doing this. I'm taking my fats and, and I'm eating clean, but I'm ready for bed. I'm tired. I crawl in bed and all of a sudden my legs start aching, not like hurting. It's like they just are talking to me, my calves. And I'm thinking to myself, mm, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep with this. This is annoying. And so I go, okay, what do I do? What would I do? If I was a patient and I didn't know what to do right now, what would I do? Mentran is what I would hope somebody would tell me. So I'd go grab a bottle of Mentran, calcium, magnesium product. I'd take two or three of them, and I don't even remember falling asleep. It hit so hard and hit so fast. My daughter comes to me one night and says, Dad, you can fix you know, allergies, and you can help people with infections and colds, and you can help people you know, with all kinds of you know, skin rashes. It'd be really cool if you could help people that can't fall asleep because their mind is racing. And I go, well, I said, does that happen to you, honey? And she goes, it does. And I said, hey, the next time it happens, come and wake me up. I got a solution for you. She goes, really? And I said, yep. And so sure enough, if it wasn't a couple days later, she comes and wakes me up and she goes, I can't sleep. My mind is racing. I've been up for an hour and a half. I said, no problem. On my bedside, I got Mentran. I got Menchex. I got Sleep Force. I got Tranquinol. And so I just went with the simple one first, Mentran. And and it <laughs> eight out of 10 times, this stuff puts a person whoop, into the sleep space. And so I gave her two of them. And uh, she went back to bed. I asked her the next morning. I said, hey, do you remember coming and waking me up and telling me you couldn't sleep? She goes, no. And I said, and that's how deep of a sleep it put her in. Yeah. I mean, it like erased that little space. And uh, and it could be any and all of this. So like in some of the sleep force and the tranquil, there's some herbs there that help sedate the body. You know, so it's okay to do because you're, you're giving the body tools trusting the body knows how to use tools you just need to know which product to grab when and so we try to you know make the names you know easy sleep force it is for sleep you know what i mean tranquilizer yeah, guess, guess tranquilizer. yeah. Mentran, people don't really know what that means but if you know anything about minerals especially calcium magnesium they're mineral tranquilizers these are god's mineral tranquilizers to calm the body um i've been out in public and uh had a kid uh, one of my own just kind of run down and overstressed and and they were on high on an edge and they flipped out they just kind of had a meltdown and so I could, I knew they had been eating garbage. I knew what I ate them, fed them that week. We were at a, a theme park, and they were just have living the dream. You know, they had a lot of uh, inputs that day, and or that week they had a lot of bad food choices that week, um, and they were ready to come home. You know, and I gave uh, them Mentran. I pulled two Mentran out of my my bag and because i was yes at the theme park even i had supplements <laughs> on me i know that sounds weird to people but i'm always yeah. prepared you know uh it's easier to pull it out of my bag than it is to go back to the hotel and um and 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 although it didn't taste great we i got it down him and not even seven minutes he was calmed down cool calm collected back to his normal happy jovial self and so that's the cool thing about tools like that because that tool you can use at night for sleep or you can use it during the day to calm just because it helps a person sleep doesn't always mean that it's going to make them sleepy these are not drugs that are driving brain chemistry these are nutrients that his body my body your body knows how to use but when deficient can't get a job done so there's a couple things that i, I wrote down actually i want to ask you this first <laughs> you travel and you travel with your supplements. If you're getting on an airplane, you're going into a ball game, and they kind of look at, at you and they check your pockets, whatever, empty your pockets, sir. You take out a tackle box full of supplements. <laughs> Do they ask you, sir, what in the world is this, and, and what is this for? Do you ever get any issues with that? No, nope, I don't ever get any issues, even at airports. Um, the only thing I get hit with at an airport is if I have a powder on me. Powders freak them out, uh, so they will definitely pull those. If you check those, they don't get them. But, I mean, if you just – I try not to ever check anything if I can get away with it just for time's sake. And so if there's a powder in my bag, yeah. I'm going to get hit with it. I mean, they're going to – I better get there early because they're going to they're gonna go and smell it and yeah. sniff it and touch it and love on it and figure out – Be like, take some. Yeah, It'll make I'm, you feel better. Yeah, Maybe yeah. you'll be a little happier. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly <laughs> right. Oh, oh, Lord knows. Yeah. Um, 
but this, I'll put pills and uh, and supplements in a tackle box, in bottles, and nobody says a thing. Okay. And it's pretty easy to travel with. So the other thing we were talking about was the pillows and the mattresses. So I had some ideas I just want to throw out there for you. Actually, right. I drew a picture of the pillow. Oh, got it. Okay, so it's called the Chapillo. The Chapillo, yeah. The Chapa, uh, chapa Pillow. That's right, I like The it. Chapillo. And so on one side, it's really fluffy, and on the other side, it's kind of flat. I have a little diagram. We, we can go over that later. You I can have this. I think we could totally, totally go into that. And for everybody. You and I could like just start serving the world through better sleep. I like how you think, Gardy. And the other idea. Because you can't outrun a bad night of sleep. You cannot. The other idea is the Living Well Clinical Mattress Center. I don't have any pictures yet, but the name I feel like sells itself. You know what you're getting, just I mean, like with the, you know, the Sleep Force and everything else. Matt Living Well Clinical Mattress Center. Dude, I mean, I like how you just kind of just kind of keep evolving my practice into more and more people's spaces. I mean, they're gonna it's just gonna be Living Well all over their house. I mean, and and they and natu- sooner or later they're gonna start living well because they're surrounded by it, right? If you're sleeping well, you're probably living. A pretty pretty well. well, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you. So, Gardy, uh, you couldn't have come up with better ideas, and I hope that some of the information today has, you know, helped some of you guys that are uh, that are listening and, and tuning in, and uh, you know, sharing this information with friends, family, and loved one. I pray that you guys have a great week, a great day, that a restful day, and uh, we want you to be invited to tonight's class, 6:30 p.m. at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center in League City, Texas. So give us a call, 281-554-8600. We want you to remember, all life starts and stops at the cellular level, and nutrition is the fundamental backbone that drives the process in the direction you want it to go. We want to encourage you to make good choices. As Gardy said earlier, and as I would concur, that it is your life, it is your health, it is your choice. And we want you to make good choices each and every day so that you can live well, be well, and stay well, one bite at a time. God bless you guys. You have a great afternoon. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. Don't forget, subscribe to the Living Well Podcast. Just go to wherever you listen to your podcast and just search Just Live Well. Y'all be blessed.